Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Will Smith smacking a taste out of Chris Rock's mouth at the Oscars isn't necessarily a tech story, but it needs to be discussed. Proposed EU legislation may require messaging platforms to interoperate, but the bigger issue may be getting the carriers to roll out a standard like RCS. Is an Apple hardware subscription plan a good thing for consumers? And Tesla is straight bugging when it comes to racism in the workplace, and Google has a new class action lawsuit to contend with of its own for alleged racist practices. We've got all this and more in episode 28 of the Tech John. From Columbus, Ohio, I'm your host, Rob Dunwood. And coming out of Philly, it's your girl, Tech Life Steph. And out of Atlanta, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech, a.k.a. Mike Lowry, a.k.a. in West Philadelphia, born and raised, oh, man. a.k.a. punks jump up to get beat down. Come on, man, don't go there. <laughs> Y'all wanted some AKs, how about those? Oh. A.k.a. Wild Wild West. So for AKA those who don't know, jiggy with it. <laughs> what Mr. Brother Tech is talking about, uh, the Oscars last night. I tried my yeah. best not to watch. Uh, it's, let me let, let me rephrase that. I'm not like an anti-Oscars person. I'm just not. I, a, I, I don't really care. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, a bunch of people in a bunch of movies that I probably didn't see. Um, and it's an award show. And it's like, if I want to actually spend time in front of television, there's other stuff that I would actually watch that I would find more entertaining. So it wasn't that I was like, you know, usually I would just wake up on Monday morning and, you know, look at the USA Today or something like that. It's like, oh, this person won, that person won. Takes me about five minutes to read it. And, and I'm good as compared to the three hours that it takes to actually watch the show. But I don't know. What was it last so night? The only reason I actually watched is because it was produced by Will Packer and his production mm -hmm. team. I actually went to school with Will Packer. We we sat in class trying to get through engineering courses together. You know, I consider him, uh, you know, he's not a close friend, but I do consider him a friend. And he's a rattler. He's family um, all day. So I watched in support of him being the first uh, black producer and his producing partner, Assista. Um, they're the first black producing team for the Oscars. So it, it, it so it, it hit even diff more different to see this thing happen with Will when it's just like, you know, we know how America is. We know, you know, if one black person mess up, we don't get it. And I, and I, and I'm so, and I'm over all the think pieces that say we're not responsible for every black person. Da, da, da. No, we're not. We're not. I agree with that. However, we're still in America and it's still a thing. Um, so I just feel badly for the, the opportunity the next person may not get, um, because of what happened. So I don't know, but I was supporting my boy and, and I saw Will Smith slap somebody. I was not expecting Will Smith to source awards it up. I just, <laughs> just, I just wasn't and nobody. 
And nobody was, no, especially, was especially Chris Rock. No, no, that was nobody that was, was. And I think, was. and I think that's what what you saw was the straw that broke the camel's back. What you saw Absolutely. was the tipping point. Was you saw what you saw was a man gone pushed too far. Um, you know, just from just. Just last year or two years ago, whenever the whole entanglement thing happened, mm-hmm. right? Will Smith had to sit through that, you know, people called, you know, judging him based on that, you know, then going back to some of the other things he's done, you know, they call, you know, he's not necessarily washed up, but, you know, he hasn't had a box office hit in however many years. So he had to sit through that. And then again, like I mentioned. And you have all, to think about his own ego that he talks mm, about in his book, his right. own ego, his own ego. narcissism, his own, right. you know, right. stuff he's dealing uh-huh. with. And, you know, mm-hmm. his, his uh, relationship with him and his wife being in public, you know, and the, 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 the what do you call it, the punchline of so many jokes and him being a cornball and, yeah, you know, is. all that adds up to where, He's sitting there and this dude, you know, Chris Rock, being a comedian, doing what comedians do, takes a a shot, you know, of one of many to what I've heard shots at his wife, you know, as it relates to her appearance, her appearance being her hair, her hair being her battling alopecia, whether Chris Rock well, knew, known that or not, he didn't know. Yeah, right, right, which is right. which is a fair. It's, I don't know that I you didn't, can assume everybody would have known. I didn't know. I don't think you can assume everybody would have known that. Yeah, but coming from Will's standpoint, him sitting there having to sit through that, and then him looking at his wife and clearly seeing that she is not cool with this. I mean, <laughs> I could I can understand how a dude in that situation would slap shit out of somebody. You sitting there talking. Talking about my wife while I'm sitting there, I I, I can understand. I, I hear everything it. you're saying. However, I, you know, and I'm not a man, so you know what goes on in people that and have talked to my wife way more this. testosterone than me. I, I can't speak to that, um, but I can say I'm good and grown, and I've never hit someone in anger in my entire adult life. Like Man, I, no, I, I, just, I just haven't done that. And I, and it wouldn't even occur to me to do, you know, in, in self-defense. Yes. But just because I'm mad because they said something like it just wouldn't even occur to me to do that. And, and, and the idea that they would have let him stay there and sit there. Like, I mean, they literally just went on, like it never happened, which was the bigger shock. I was like, we ain't doing nothing. Oh, they didn't, got to go they didn't come out till today. Or, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just, I, I'm like the fact that everybody just let, let it go. I, I I don't know that there's ever any excuse to justify somebody doing that to somebody else. Just un- no, un- there, like, there's I, no excuse. <laughs> there's no excuse. No, don't get me wrong. I talked to my wife about it this morning and she was along the same lines, you know, and I asked her, I'm like, hey, you know, if we're somewhere public, we're in a network of people that we know and you're dealing with something personal that you're either struggling or not struggling to deal with. People may or may not know what you're struggling with. Somebody that we are familiar with in our network, we know whatever the case may be, um, calls you out, disrespects you, whatever you want to call it, makes a, a funny comment joke about this thing you're struggling with. You know, how would you want me to respond? And she was like, right. yeah, there's a, there's a time and place for everything. Right. You know, and I'm like, yeah, I get it. But me, I don't know. And this is, I can only speculate because I've never been in this situation, but Rob, you can attest to this. Men 
let me not say man, man me, <laughs> I, I've always struggled with how would I respond in a situation like that? Yeah. Would I be the bigger man? Would I turn up her cheek? Would I, you know, would I snap? Would I lose it? Would I feel disrespected or whatever the case may be? I don't know. But I do know after the event is over, I, I'm pretty sure my wife, if I turned out the cheek, my wife would say, Hey, I'm proud of you for making the right decision. You know, it, you know, you don't stoop to people's level when they go low, you go high, all those things. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On the flip side, if I do what a lot of people, not a lot of people, people in relationships claim, you know, you want a man to protect you, defend your honor, X, Y, and Z, chivalry, yada, yada, yada. You know, I feel like if I would have did the, the opposite and did what Will did, I probably would be embarrassed, but I would have a, I would sleep very, very well at night <laughs> knowing that the steps I made, you know, I took, I took, I took the go low step, you know, cause, and I think it's funny. And one thing, Rob, before, and I'll let you jump in, you know, I, I do find it funny as all the armchair quarterbacks, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's got the t-shirts that say, uh, try Jesus, don't try me. And everybody's got the, um, uh, I'm not my ancestors. I lay hands and everybody's got the, um, what's the, what, what's the other, uh, F around and find out shirts and everybody does that on Twitter. I, I find it refreshing and also puzzling at how, uh, not of a monolith that we are because a lot of people are split down the middle on this. But when the consensus before this was, don't try me. And now mm-hmm. a situation that actually come up. I can see people like split down the line. It's like, ah, that's refreshing. We're not a monolith black folks specifically, but also, uh, you know, I, I was kind of surprised, you know, when, again, like I said, the consensus was you, you don't function up, up and get beat down. Right. <laughs> so I agree with you. I can absolutely understand if that would have been a situation for me and I would have done that. I would have probably not had a problem sleeping last night. That being said, Will Smith can't do that. Um, it's like, bro. Well, no, well, clearly he he can. <laughs> clearly. He did it. Uh, you know what I probably should say is that the regular person can't do that because the regular person to do that might have got shot before they even got to Chris Rock, you know, or something. You know, would have got tackled by security or something like that. What I would have hoped that would have happened is that if he, okay, you need to go say something right now in the middle of the show. You go and you let Chris Rock know that if you do not apologize to my wife immediately, I'm going to smack the taste out your mouth. So you at least get the option. There, uh, you get the part. option, and then if there and just spoke to him man to man, right. and said, I "Yo, did. I need, I need you to, I need you to pull that back. I need you to fall back, bro, or we're gonna have a problem here." You know what I I'm saying? It. That's, I, I feel like that's what yeah. men do, and and it. you know it. So a, a couple, a couple things like, um, you know, we are dealing with unprecedented violence in this country around the world, but we're talking about America in this country and, and, and amongst black people, it can all boil down to, well, he disrespected, you know how many brothers in jail right now? Cause somebody disrespected mm-hmm. them. You know what I mean? And how many brothers are dead right now? Because when, somebody disrespected them. When keeping you know it, the reals goes wrong. Y'all remember that? We gotta, we gotta that? be better than that. We gotta I, be, I get it. 
But and, at, and at the same time, I'm pretty sure Will he read the room and it's like, all right, we in the Emmys with all these <laughs> with all these people, and any I may not get another shot to do this, so let me go ahead and shoot yeah. my shot. He literally right could have been on that stage, <laughs> grabbed, <laughs> and he could have gripped him up. I might not even been mad had he gripped him up and been like, "Yo, I'm gonna need you to apologize to my wife." You know, he could have been he could have leaned in his ear. She has a medical condition. You know, I don't really re- appreciate you you know, clowning her because like he could have done so many different things before it got to that point. And, and to be quite honest, if I'm keeping it all the way a, a bean right now, I wouldn't have even been mad if Will wanted to see him outside after this, you know what I'm saying? If he wasn't happy with whatever response he got from Chris Rock on that stage and was like, I'm going to see you in the parking lot. And then they handled it there. I don't know that I would even been mad with that, but the idea that you would walk on stage at an internationally broadcast live event and 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 do that it it just it's just so wildly inappropriate and and you know and, and it's absolutely right and, and mm-hmm. i just i just can't yeah i'm like i can't co-sign that I, and so, i was never one of those people talking about try jesus not me like i you know i just like i said i'm a i'm a grown-ass woman i've never put my hands on anybody in anger as an adult and i just you won't ever be able to make that make sense to me honestly honestly it's i just, get it yeah, but I also understand. <laughs> so th- this this is you a know, tech show. You know, Chris Rock's words come back to haunt him. He was like, "I ain't saying I can do it." You but know, and then again, really come back to haunt him. Chris Rock he clowned, um, uh, threw some shots at uh, Jada before when Will Smith and Jada they uh, publicly when they said they um, weren't going to go to the Oscars, they both like, the Oscars. I, I, and, I don't remember uh, y'all Rock. getting invites anyway. So right, yeah, right. So well, he's, her, he's, he's done that. Her getting invited. I mean, right, right. It's a joke, and he's a comedian, and that's what comedians do. And you, him, Will, as a, a superstar, should be able to take it on the chin and the better man. And all those things. Everything so, you just said is 100% correct. Do y'all remember? Guess, what, guess what won't happen again? I bet Chris Rock won't say nothing next time. <laughs> <laughs> bet he won't. Or he'll have a bodyguard in the front row sitting right next mm-hmm. to Will. Uh, do y'all remember? This is uh, several years back, but it was uh, some uh, award show. I can't remember what it is. It was being hosted by Steve Harvey. And. Paul Mooney came up to do something. And for whatever reason, he decided to just do a set on all the things that he does not like about uh, Diana Ross. Right. No, when right. Paul Mooney, did that? Paul Mooney did this right when wow. Tracy Ellis Ross was sitting there right in the audience and he kept going and he kept going and he kept going. And it was cruel. And it was it was malicious. Like, bro, you, you, you talking about her mama and, and she's sitting yeah, right there. His tongue is sharp. And, Mooney don't, you know, and um, I remember, uh, you know, Steve Harvey coming out and saying it's like, uh, I'm glad that you have the grace that you do, because I would have had to go up there and put some hands on that. man. So I understand it's like sometimes they, uh, you know, you know, you know, a comedian can absolutely cross the line. And I think Mike Tyson said it best. It's like, you know, you got all these people saying all this stuff on social media because they don't have a fear of getting hit in the face. Uh, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. That's not his exact quote, but, uh, but yeah, it's like, uh, Chris Rock found out, like, like I said, but my thing is, like I said, I, I will say this. You can't do that. That, that, that is, you know, no, you, you can't, you, you, you can't, can't do, do that. that. You shouldn't do that. And if you don't right. have the resources of a, uh, you know, of a Will Smith, you might want to think about it. Um, oh yeah. No, your and, situation and might be different point, the next morning. To, to, to raise point in the chat. Yes. You know, I think we all agree that the the quote unquote joke was an incredibly poor taste. Um, 
you know, I, I don't know that you can qualify it at any way in any way. However, if Chris Rock truly did not know that Jada Pinkett had alopecia, um, then it was actually it was not a bad it joke. Was not yeah. a good joke, but it, it wasn't a bad. It wasn't joke. like horrible. It wasn't a, if, if he if he thought because, like I said, Jada Pinkett has had many, many different hairstyles over the years. Half her head's been shaved. Half of it's not been. You know what I mean? So she's done a whole and it, that could have been related to the alopecia as well. Um, And she just wasn't talking about it at the time. But she has had many different unusual hairstyles. So the idea that her head would be shaved now could just be another part of that you know, her expressing herself through her hairstyle. And if you don't know that she has a condition, that joke is, is actually low key appropriate. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not, a, it wasn't a negative joke. It was only a negative joke in the sense that she couldn't help the fact that she doesn't have hair. You know, if she had voluntarily cut her hair off, the joke would have flowed and, and been right in line. Cause there's nothing bad or offensive about G.I. Jane. It was a, you know, it was a halfway decent movie. Yeah, movie. Moore was a badass in it. You know what I mean? It wasn't, so it wasn't necessarily the, the worst joke in the world if you didn't know she had a medical condition. Guess you know what Chris I mean? Rock is going to do going forward? He's going to do a little research after this one. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you will, yes. Do your home. Google is free. Google is free. So, you know, but yeah, it was, uh, it, it was, it, it, was, it was embarrassing. It stung. It was an inappropriate um, in the context. Know, of this is my biggest movie. issue with it is that it, there were so many good things that were going on from what I hear because I, I didn't know. watch it last night. It was. Like it Quest, was, Quest was, Love really won for, Quest uh, Love summer, won, you know, um, yeah. for summer, what was it called? Summer of Soul? Mm-hmm. Soul, yeah. uh, you know, one for that. There, there was so much other stuff that was like that is being tainted now because of this thing. Because no matter what you do, this is going to be the oh, thing. Yeah. It's be the Oscars that Will I Smith, think, not Chris Rock. That's I it. Think, Nothing else I think happened. People, I think people will move on. Just like, just like Russia, just like COVID, just like anything else. We'll change the channel. We do, we won't be talking about this for three months from now. That's my personal opinion. In the moment, this is all. Anybody is going to talk about because my timeline is still filled with. Oh yes, yeah. it's going to say, but, but what it, I agree with that to a certain point, and I'm going to go back to my initial point about Will Packer producing. I I honestly think they're going to tie his producing this to this and why it didn't turn out well and why it wasn't successful and well, I mean I can't you can't Was blame him. He, he wouldn't Was have. It though? <laughs> people, people, there's no such thing as bad press. I get this yeah, is probably, They're going to get. Uh, 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 oh, they're going to get all the traction out of it as they can. Mm-hmm. But I think when they look at what, next year and a year after and a year after that and a year after that, when they look at who do we want to produce this, I don't think they're going to consider any black people. I don't. I don't. I know. I get I think, it. I think this will be the reason why. So you know, while the news is going to die down and we'll we'll move on to the next big scandal, this just you know removes an opportunity for that next black production team. You know, not that we need to be producing the Oscars anyway, but still, you that, know what I mean. That was my that was my thing. I was going, but to still, but I don't still. watch I don't watch the Oscars anyway for that reason that I think we should support more uh, black produced award shows so maybe we'll flip to the NAACP awards maybe we'll flip to the BET maybe BET awards gets better I don't know yeah. and I don't find none of that stuff entertaining enough to watch it it's like there are moments um, I'll watch if there is a really good act I want to see if like I remember watching Michael Jackson's performance I want to see that 
uh, when Jamie Foxx won for uh, Ray. It was because that was such a rare thing back then, because that's what, 15, 16, 17 years? I mean, that's that's a while ago. Uh, maybe even longer than that. Um, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll watch that. But I just I just don't even get into the uh, the award shows. But y'all, this yeah. is a tech show. So, <laughs> right. Because uh, we really... It's social media. Yeah. It's social media. Everybody's <laughs> yeah. talking about that on Twitter. That exactly. aspect of it is, exactly. is blowing up. You can't be a tech show and not talk about what's trending. Yeah. On an app, on a mobile, on an app. Right. There's your tech angle. On, on, right. on Al Gore's internet. <laughs> well, uh, watch watch this next level transition. Did you know you can now use the Uber app in New York to hail taxis? You like what I did right there, Terrence? That was not true. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that was the place you think it is. Yeah, I don't think that was. All right, I, I, I will try better for the next one. But anyway, uh, said, speaking of apps. And right, kind of went into it, but yeah, the, 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 the transit was a little, little clunky there. A clunky. Well, Terrence, I know you stuck this in a rundown, but I literally thought that Uber and taxi companies were mortal enemies and at war with each other. How, how did this end up coming about? Mm-hmm. That's why I put it in here because <laughs> I'm just as confused as anybody else as to why this is the compromise between Uber and and taxi companies, I, I thought that taxi companies, specifically taxi drivers and Uber drivers, were fighting for more healthcare benefits, more you know, more protections, more insurance, more pay, you know, things of that nature. I don't see how. Um, and I'll just go ahead and read this comment from um, ABC. Um, The agreement announced Thursday comes amid of a backdrop of more cities moving to regulate the explosive growth of Uber and other app-based ride services, including New York City, which has placed a temporary cap on new licenses for ride-hailing services in 2018. So basically what has happened is um, Uber has decided it will list New York City taxi cabs on its app, a partnership that until recently would have been unthinkable with both camps fighting ferociously for the same customers. So uh, the only angle I can see in this is Uber took a hit in their uh, usage due to COVID because people wasn't traveling around. They weren't going to clubs. They wasn't traveling through the cities. They wasn't going to work because of all this home, home hybrid remote work stuff. And Uber decided, okay, well, let's partner with the taxi services so they can get a piece of that taxi revenue, I guess. Well, part, <coughs> Excuse of, me. part of what was in that story was the fact that uh, Uber Eats has taken off. So I'll be curious to know if they are going to actually enlist the taxi drivers to also deliver for Uber Eats as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Uber Eats made uh, about a million more dollars than than their rideshare service did uh, last year. So I, you know, and and I think they're they're running out of drivers for it because you said they're you know. New York is issuing fewer licenses for rideshare because in New York, you need a special, you can't just have your own driver's license and your own, you know, you know, for your car and your own license plate or whatever. You have to have a special, you know, taxi limo designation on your license plate and, and in your driver's license, stuff like that. And if they're going to cut back on that to maybe just keep fewer cars off the road, because New York really does not need any more cars, uh, in Manhattan anyway, um, you know, they're going to need more, more vehicles. To, to keep their service going. So taxis uh, seem to be the, 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 um, 
I'd be curious normal to see, extension. Yeah, no, I'd be curious to see how many New Yorkers are cool with getting their uh, Friday Saturday night dinner delivered in a taxi. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and like I, I said, I don't know if that's what they're going to do, but I know yeah. they talked about needing more drivers no, to accommodate Uber Eats in addition right. to ride share. And it's making money because, according to the story, uh, gross bookings for delivery services at Uber, not necessarily food, de- not said. Not necessarily only food delivery, but like delivery services. Uh, delivery service at Uber reached 13.4 billion in the final quarter of 2021, compared with only 11.3 billion in gross bookings for Uber rides as a whole. So they're making a lot. Well, they're the, the yeah, amount of people. Yeah, the amount of people using Uber for delivery services as compared to just Uber rides is starting to grow. So maybe Uber is seeing this as like, all right, we need more drivers to deliver more of these goods and services. So, hey, let's bring in uh, taxis, which kind of makes sense to what you were saying, Stephan. Yeah. And my, my question is, uh, is the shortage of drivers that they have right now, is this because of the pandemic and Uber drivers are actually saying, nah, I really don't want to be out there in the car like that right now. Because I know that, you know, one of a big difference between an Uber driver and a taxi driver is a taxi driver has to go to work clock in and they are at work because work said be at work. Whereas yeah. an Uber driver kind of, I want to drive right now. Therefore I'm going to mark myself as available. So right. did Uber have, enough driver say, ah, I'm good right now. I'm not really trying to drive while during this pandemic. Probably. And if that's the case is driving this, it's like, we're kind of coming out of the pandemic. I hope that we're coming out of the pandemic. Things are, you know, seemingly better right now. So are they going to be to where this is just very temporary and we're going to see in less than a year's time, the taxi drivers and Uber drivers are going to once again be at each other's throat because one feels like the other is taking, um, you know, the, you know, the job and vice versa. Well, the, it's ahead. interesting because the, the question I have is, how are they going to come up with pricing? Taxi pricing is regulated by the city and, and the state. You know what I mean? You you can't just surge taxi pricing whenever you feel like it because the demand is higher. Taxi pricing is regulated. So so it'll be interesting. To, and, and New York taxi pricing is regulated. And I, I, I checked because I was like, wait a minute. How they, you know, Uber is quick. To add a fifty dollars surcharge, you know, mm-hmm. on New Year's Eve or 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 whenever, whenever they feel like it. Um, so I'll be interested to see how the pricing ends up, mm-hmm. um, and how and, and how they can, you know, navigate that. They've done it in other cities around the world. They've talked about Madrid and and Barcelona and and cities in London and stuff like that. So they've they've been able to partner with taxi services in other in other cities, but you know, it it didn't. The article wasn't super clear about how they were able to manage pricing when you know cities may regulate that yeah they didn't say anything about pricing but it looks like there's a third-party app that taxi drivers will have access to that will be able to see uber fares you know people who need to be picked up but i don't know how that correlates to how the pricing is going to be different if i'm in uber as a as a person trying to hail a cab i'm in the uber app will i see yellow cabs versus uber cabs uh, uber black uber taxis well, yeah, I'd be able to tell the difference when be, I get somebody. It seems like a like a yeah. slippery slope in a in a, in a switch. You know, I think I'm gonna um, take my lady out, and I'm getting an Uber Black, and then a yellow taxi pull up. You know, that may not work. <laughs> 
for me. It seems like a dangerous liaison that Uber is entering into with with the taxi service. It'll be it'll be very interesting to see how this works out. So and and honestly, when I go to New York, if I call an Uber, I want an Uber. I don't want a taxi. Like that's the whole point. Like you can get a taxi at any time, and any you know, they're yellow cabs running up and down the street all day long. And and I may be just speaking from a Manhattan perspective because that's where I typically only go. I was going to ask you this question on that. How yeah. how much do you want an Uber and how long are you willing to wait? Because I think that that's part of the problem that you're trying to solve. Yeah. It's like Uber, it might be 34 minutes before someone can get to you. I'm making these numbers up. The taxi mm-hmm. can be there in four minutes. Uh, how long are you willing True. to wait to have the Uber True. as compared to having a car? I think that those are going to go so into Having it. the option to, to call and a you taxi if it's yeah. there. Right. And you're being Uber more comfortable. You and, you know, I can't speak for women, but being you know, and Uber doesn't have the best track record, but me being more comfortable hailing a taxi via an app versus standing on the corner with my hand up, you know, True. at two o'clock in the morning. I True. don't know. Does that maybe add a little bit extra sense of security knowing that I'm going through Uber, even though I'm getting a yellow cab, there's more people responsible. I don't know. Right. That, I mean, that makes, that makes a lot of sense too. Just, just the, the just the, the idea of having that option, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, if, if the Ubers, you know, 20 minutes away, but there's a cab right on the corner. I'm hopping the cab, obviously, you know, and, and, and not wait that 20 minutes, you know, regardless of the time of day. But it even it, it becomes even more important if it's nighttime or you're by yourself or, or whatever. So I, I hope they can make it work. I mean, you know, it, I don't know. Like I said, it, the pricing is the only question I have. But uh, if they can make it work, it'll it'll just make life more convenient for for the end user overall. Absolutely. So, guys, for this next story, it's, it's something that we've talked about before, uh, but it's uh, it's being, you know, something that the EU is doing. They, they may actually make it so that iMessage, uh, WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, uh, Telegram, they may actually, you know, um, you know, Google, whatever Google's thing is, Google, what is it, Google Messages, the, the EU may actually make these companies you know, um, you know, interoperate with each other. They actually may play, create a law nice toward together. you've got to play nice. <laughs> and I mean, I believe it was, you know, we had our, uh, you know, our green bubble bullies episode, uh, you know, a few months ago. And we were talking about this and the thought was, I can't ever see Apple working with anyone else unless the government tells them that they have to. And now here we are to where the EU Maybe telling them, you know, I, I, this is not a law that's been passed as a proposed law, but they're saying that hey, you may need to make your stuff work with other, uh, you know, companies that have over a certain number of users. Um, yeah. What are you guys thoughts on that? Uh, go ahead, Steph. No, go ahead. I'm just because I, like, I don't have very many thoughts. Anymore. I can see Apple uh, uh, relenting and saying, OK, fine, we'll make it interoper- interoperable. Meaning that I can communicate with a WhatsApp user or a Facebook Messenger user or Telegram or Signal, whatever the case may be. But that's it. I can just talk to you back and forth. I can send a picture or a video or a file or an emoji. And, but that's it. All the additional benefits of using iMessage, being able to text on different devices, all the extra things that comes with iMessage will still be uh, specific to only being in their ecosystem. But sure, if you want to send a text message to somebody on WhatsApp, sure, send it. We will we'll do that for you. But I don't think 
I think people are looking at this at this story and saying, oh, so I'll be able to use iMessage on an Android or, mm-hmm. oh, I'll be able to do all well, I don't the cute think little emojis. What, what, I don't think that was the story. The the link I, I think had that's said, what people think as a oh, result of reading this, this story. This is WhatsApp having reactions similar to iMessage, being able to double tap and you know, click, you know, click like on the message or whatever without having to send a, an additional message or comment back to the person. Um, that kind of comes on the tail of this story right here that we're talking about yeah, originally. The, Did yeah, I the, miss? Yeah, two, two, two separate story? stories. So the first story okay. is the EU basically telling uh, or not. Ba- they haven't done this yet, but they're proposing legislation that you have to make your messaging platforms. Oh, interoperable. I totally missed that. So, link. so the uh, you know, so so here's my take on this. Number so one, everybody has to kind of work to together on up to speed, like every messaging. So now that's interesting because all messaging apps aren't necessarily end to end encrypted. Mm-hmm. So um, now the, will they oh, all the, need the, to become into and encrypted to to play nice? Together? Um, there are all kinds of issues that uh, come up with this, but honestly, uh, you know, as I thought about this, I read through and I was trying to find more articles that maybe would you know you know give opinions on how they think this might work. Um, my gut tells me is RCS is probably the way to go, and I'm not saying that the, you know because I am an Android person, I'm a Google person. And that's what Google has decided to do. RCS is a standard, so when you think about interoperability right now, well, iMessage is absolutely interoperable. You know, has interoperability with SMS. Um, you know, a standard that is being replaced by RCS. It absolutely has interoperability with MMS, a standard that is being replaced by uh, you know, by RCS. So the question is, um. Will they just say, okay, well, if we have to do this, if the law says we have to do it, just like we did with SMS and MMS, we will make our platform interoperable with that. And as Terrence was saying, well, that doesn't mean that you're going to get all the iMessage stuff. You're going to get very little of the iMessage stuff. What it is going to mean is that, oh, you can send a message. Uh, your image that you send to someone might not look all crappy. You might actually be able to get a reaction here or there, but it ain't going to be like what iMessage is. Listen, you're paying for premium services when you buy an Apple product, um, a lot of which, you know, may be considered IP or whatever. Like, you ain't, I don't know. I'm not mad at Apple for not wanting to share. like I said, I'm I'm just curious about the encryption question, you know, because it's not just Apple that would have to, you know, Apple already does it, but like there's there's other messaging apps that that don't necessarily. So I just would be curious Th- that, you know, how no, that would the work encryption out. issue brings up a lot of questions, um, you know, on a lot of levels. But here's another one: I don't think the biggest hindrance to this actually ever happening is a company like Apple or a company like Facebook or a company like Telegram. Um, or signal. I don't think that they're the ones who are going to have the issue. I think it's going to be the actual telecom companies because mm-hmm. even here in the United States, RCS isn't rolled out. I mean, it's, it's kind of rolled out everywhere, but the, I, I believe that, uh, just recently when the Galaxy S22 came out, if you have it on T-Mobile or AT&T, you aren't by default using Google's version of RCS. You're actually using the AT&T version or the T-Mobile version. But if you're on, mm-hmm. you know, if you're on, um, you know, on Verizon, nah, you still got to use Google's version of it because they haven't actually rolled that out yet. Mm-hmm. Well, when you go over into Europe, 
that is the case there as well. It's like there are a lot of carriers who, because no one uses MMS, no one uses SMS, everybody over in Europe is using WhatsApp or Signal or, or these other platforms or iMessage mm-hmm. because they're not even using it. The carriers have been lazy with actually rolling out these things that are supposed to be standards. So even if the law says, okay, well, Apple, you have to do this. Uh, Facebook, you have to do this. Google is already down with it. They already are doing it. Um, if you have to do this, they'll say, okay, but we're going to work with the standard. Now that gets pushed back onto all of the individual carriers who have to go out and actually get this stuff rolled out. Because what I can't imagine ever happening is Apple saying, yeah, we're going to actually, uh, you know, make this standard work, but we're going to go the Google route since the carriers aren't doing it. We're going to basically just run this, um, you know, you know, set up servers in our back end. And if the carriers won't do it, then you can just use Google's version or you can use Apple's version. It's like, no, if you want to do that, buy an iPhone and use iMessage. I don't know how the law would actually mandate that they actually give their IP away as compared to, no, we, we are making it interoperable. You have to actually, you know, make sure that the carriers are upgrading their stuff. So the stuff that is interoperable actually work. And so, maybe that'll spend all their money on lobbying the government to yeah. not make them do it as opposed right. which, to just making the upgrade to do it. <laughs> which might be Apple's play. It's like, sure, we'll do that and put the ball back in the telecoms court. Yep. And they'll be like, hey, right back in there. <laughs> don't want to exactly. do it. And Apple will be like, exactly. I told you. <laughs> we tried. Exactly. Which always happens. Crazy. <laughs> so also, uh, you know, the other part of this uh, was that WhatsApp. And I don't know why they haven't done this because Facebook Messenger's had it for so long, but they don't have reactions. So, uh, and, and that was, you know, it's like it's related, but not, you know, exactly part of what's happening in the EU, but it's just like, man, it's like, you know, one of the biggest messaging platforms on earth is just now getting some features that pretty much everybody else has actually had. I think that's, uh, you know, what that, you know, that WhatsApp story is about, but yeah. it just, it goes to show you that, yeah, there probably should be something, it, you know, it would be nice that if you, uh, had this platform, I could talk to someone else, but I would never want what well, has to be Apple's technology or it has to be Google's proprietary technology or it has to be Facebook's proprietary technology that Earth has to use. No, make a standard and then, and then everybody apply to adhere to the standard. What does that do to competition, too? If 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 you can get the same type of service across any platform, you know, which platforms end up going away as a result of that? And and mm. And does that push platforms out? Um, that, that aren't able to maybe offer the bells and whistles that others can't like, I mean, I know that's capitalism and, you know, whatever survival of the fittest, but I don't, it, it, I don't know that it'll just be interesting to see, you know, who survives that shakeup, um, because there probably will be some messaging services that, that wouldn't. Yep. I agree. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So sticking with uh, the Apple stuff, uh, you know, Apple is considering um, a subscription service for hardware. What are you guys' thoughts on that to where you just, just like we subscribe to everything else? You know, I got Dropbox. I subscribe to it. I just pay every month for it and I just have it. What do you feel about? I'm just going to give Apple some money every month to just have a phone that is the newest phone. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, surprise. It's not already went there because people are companies are proving that people are willing to pay for subscriptions. And subscriptions pad the bottom line consistently versus me buying a piece of hardware once, keeping it for five, six years, you know, even though people hardly don't keep phones that long anyway, which may be going what Apple is kind of using as a metric as to why they're doing this. Because even though, you know, phones, I can buy an iPhone 10 right now and it'd be perfectly uh, operable with all the latest iOS has got all the latest features, but it's like three, four versions back, you know, I can buy that phone and be perfectly happy, but people are not doing that. It seems like people are getting the latest phone and Apple's like, all right, uh, (laughs) (laughs) why don't you just do that forever? You know? (laughs) So I can see Apple trying it. Um, I don't think it'll be a big deal. Because people, we have already shown that we're willing to pay I for know. all these subscriptions. We've already shown it. I'm of I'm of a couple different minds about this. Um, what as I was digging a little bit further into what may be offered with the hardware, um, it would be probably some version of of the Apple One that already exists, where you get you know Apple Music, Apple TV Plus, you know Apple News, and and I and I have an Apple One subscription currently, just to, mm-hmm. to why I'm saying, and and it would make uh, it would make it a lot more convenient and and possibly cheaper to roll all of that up into, um, you know, with the phone in, 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 in all of that and getting the new mm-hmm. phones and everything else. Um, mm-hmm. it, it just depends though, if it's actually going to be more cost effective than maybe, but you know, it, 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 I just think about the idea of everything being subscription as a service these days, all of this sad stuff that's happening these days. I feel like somehow, you know, people of lower incomes are going to get left out of this type of thing. You know what I mean? Because maybe you can get your income tax refund and buy a new phone, but maybe you don't have an extra $50 a month to pay for a subscription service for your phone. You know what I mean? It, because that's, that's just for the phone and the, and the stuff that ain't the phone bill. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You still got the phone bill on top of all of this too. So I just feel like with, with the rise of all of these various different streaming subscription, blah, 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 that, that the people at the bottom are, are going to be left out of the ability to, to take advantage of some of this stuff. And, th- and that may mean that, you know, now they don't get to have an iPhone and you can say, well, if you don't make enough money, then you don't get to have, but that's super classes. And, 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 and that shouldn't be a, a barrier to um, everybody being able to enjoy and utilize technology to, to its fullest. So there's something about this that doesn't sit that great with me. However, if it does benefit me financially, I would I would probably look into it and, and maybe do it. And it may just be six in one hand, half dozen in the other, um, because 
if you if if Apple can show metrics that says most of our customers are buying or doing the installment plans on a new phone every two years, then it would make more sense for those people just to do a rent a phone to where you pay twenty, thirty dollars extra, fifty dollars, depending on the, the, the top end model, and you just get a new phone every year. Again, it makes sense to do that, but that's the same argument as a car note, right? Now, an iPhone ain't thousands of dollars, you know, $800 a month, however much you would pay for a typical car note, you know, but that's been an argument for you. Well, if you're the average American buys a new car every three to five years, I guess I ain't the average American. (laughs) Me neither, right? But most people, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not a st- statistician. I don't watch this, but I, it's it's a safe bet to say that most people upgrade their car every three to five years. So then they say, oh, okay, so why don't you just lease a car? Mm-hmm. All you got to do is pay however much, however much $3,000, $5,000 for, for the lease. And then at the end of the three months, you just turn the car back in. You get a new car. You don't have to worry about maintenance. You don't have to worry about this and blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. But us... Me knowing in the back of my mind, I don't want a car note. If I stay within my means and buy a car I can afford, pay the car off. Yeah, I may have to worry about maintenance, but that's like money in my pocket Mm -hmm. that I could use towards something else over the life of me owning the vehicle. Like I said, me and my wife, we got an SUV that's 10 years old. And we gonna ride that joint until the wheels fall off. The wheels fall off. Because we know I don't have to have that extra payment car note coming out of my thing every month. And that goes right back to what you said, Stephanie, about, you know, maybe it gets to that and Google starts doing it and uh, uh, Samsung starts doing it. And then uh, all the, tel- all the y- ATT, Verizon, wireless, all of them follow that line. Then that may push some people out because they may have two, $300 at one time to get a phone. But they ain't got fifty dollars a month, you know. And then it's a lot. It, it right. starts adding up when you look at the grand scheme of things. What do you think, Rob? But we're not so, adding up yet. I, so eventually, we'll. I'm in the middle, so I can actually see uh, where this could be beneficial to someone. So I think of my parents. My dad just got a new uh, iPhone 13, like in the last week or two. Um, mm-hmm. He got a brand new iPhone 12 exactly a year ago. He got a brand mm-hmm. new iPhone 11 exactly two years ago. He got a 10 exactly three years ago. So, so he, he, he's just one of them people that's so, going, yeah, he so, went the new hotness so, every year. <laughs> so he is on um, some AT&T plan to where he pays them whatever it is. He pays them per month. And as mm-hmm. soon as he can get a new phone, he walks into the store, pulls his phone out of the case, hands it to them and says, give me something new. And then walks right. back out and he does right. it every single year without fail. And it's like, dad, you know, you really don't need to upgrade your phone number because he is not using anything on that iPhone 13 that he just right. got that the iPhone 12 that he had before couldn't do. Right. Um, it's like, doesn't matter. Want a new one. Okay. Well, that's, because that's the can. reason. So that, yeah, that is the reason can. why he is getting one. So for him, if, if it actually cost him a little bit less 
to just, I'm just going to give you money every month and I just have a new phone. Whenever a new phone comes out, you just send it to me and I send you the old one. And that costs him, you know, a little less, or it's just, even if it costs the same, but it is more convenient to have it because he physically goes to the store to, uh, you know, to replace his phones. If that were the case, then it's worth it to him. Um, you know, anyone that I think is going to be upgrading their phone every year. And we know there's a lot of folks that do it. It's like every year a new iPhone comes out, they get a new iPhone. Hey, it might make sense for you in the same way that, you know, um, I, I'm like you guys, I will drive a car till the brakes, you know, um, you know, fall off the car. But there are a lot of folks, um, I'm thinking I have family members. They should never have a car for more than four to five years because ultimately. Oh, that was my dad. My dad um, kept a new car every two yeah. years, probably. And, um, like, and some shouldn't even, I said four to five, some shouldn't even go that long. And it's like, you should get a new car every three years. When those warranties start getting up, now it is time for you to go mm-hmm. and, and replace it. So if you're going to be that person to where you're going to be in a perpetual car note to where you are literally just paying for a car note month after month, year after year, decade after decade, then why not lease it? Because it's like, are, you know, are you really losing money? Well, if not you were really, to, if, if you were to buy the car at the end of it, then maybe, yeah. Yeah, but if you're not going to do that, if you're going to every time your lease comes up, if you're on a 24 or 36 month lease and, you know, so every two or three years you're giving that car back and you're getting another car for roughly the same payment, then, yeah, might, might as well go ahead and do that. So I can see where this would be of benefit to some folks um, to your point about, uh, you know, iPhones are expensive. They are. And, and another thing that I think Apple uh, sees is that. um yeah, we have the iPhone. What is it called? The iPhone SE, the little one um, mm-hmm. um, that they just came out with a new one. Yeah, we have that. But for what you spend on that, you can get a really, really good Android phone. So they might just be trying to protect their bottom line, you know, you know, protect to their bottom side because iPhones are premium devices. They cost more than Android devices. Yeah. I, I think yeah. I, I meant to say iPhones are premium. They cost more than Android. And they are. And I mean, clearly there are some Android, you know, phones out there that are really expensive. In fact, you know, I think the most expensive phones are probably Android phones, but also the most inexpensive phones are also Android phones. And I think Apple could, with this type of program, they might be saying it's like uh, this person may not be able to just come up with a thousand dollars. Uh, to today for the phone, but right. if I can get them on fifty dollars a month forever, well, I'm gonna make my money back. So, and, and, and Apple could be trying to hide the fact that if you do a little bit of research, if you do a bit, a little bit of work, if you're willing to get a not as new phone, you probably could come out of three or four hundred dollars. Like I said before, get that iPhone 10 mm-hmm. and be all with the same features, with the same functionality. Camera is. You barely can tell the difference, yada, yada, yada. But then I think Apple knows that people won't do that research, you know, yeah. so they're, they're looking at the new phone that comes out, compares that with everything else. Say, I want this one. And then so Apple says, all right, well, that way you can do that. <laughs> well, a couple, I got a couple of things. I think, you know, the same way we just talked about, um, the, the carriers, getting in their feelings about, you know, the messaging standards needing to be the same across the board. I think the carriers may start getting in their feelings if it turns out more people are using Apple's subscription model as opposed to their installment plan. I, it'll be curious to see what sort of battle starts happening when when AT&T starts to see people migrate off of their installment plan for Apple's subscription model um, mm-hmm. and they start losing that money. So that's mm-hmm. one. Um, and two... 
I I'm curious is as to whether or not Apple can sustain this because now if you have you know people getting new phones every year or, or however long you got to have new phones to give them and mm-hmm. and Apple just recently decreased the production of the SE. It's funny you mentioned the SE, Rob, um, because Apple just decreased the production of the SE by 20% um, due to, you know, the war in Ukraine and supply chain and and, and yada, yada, yada. Um, So is that going to get disrupted every time a major world event happens and now Apple ain't got enough phones? Because I tell you what, if y'all done lock me into a, a two or three year contract where I'm paying $75 a month to have a new I phone. I want the new phone on the day I want one. my new phone. Day one. And I don't want you telling me, well, supply is low and, and we couldn't make enough phones this year and blah, blah, blah. Everybody's going to want that new phone. So mm-hmm. um, I'm paying for it. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll see if, if if the supply chain issues even make this something that is sustainable. I will give Apple this. They usually don't have them kind of problems. Uh, they're, 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 when the iPhone first came out, when people were standing in line for them, that was kind of ridiculous. But since that kind of went away, and Terrence, you could probably talk to this better than I can. If you order something quick enough, you get it when they say you're going to get it. It's rare right. that you have to wait months to get something from Apple. True, but you got to be on it. And if you're not on it, that delivery date, just be buying a phone. You know, um, if I'm going to buy a new phone, I want it the day it comes out. I Mm -hmm. want it at my door, you know, by the time I take lunch on Friday, you know, if not sooner. Right. But you got to be on it. You got to be up at, you know, whatever the Eastern Pacific time, whatever that calculates to. And if you're not one of those people, you know, you may wake up on Saturday and go, oh, yeah, the new phone did come out. Well, I ain't got to worry about that because I'm because I got a subscription because I got a and I should have to waiting at midnight to to press enter if I have my phone if I'm paying for a subscription. And then Apple, historically speaking, Apple Rob, they have been able to deliver, but they haven't been able to deliver within a couple of days of me clicking purchase. And if you you know if you watch be up like I am, the dates will slip quick from. The day is supposed to launch to mm-hmm. two weeks until mm-hmm. three weeks until a month later. And I don't want to wait a month later. If you right. charge me now, charge me yeah. a month later. <laughs> and like um, I said, they, they already changing production numbers now based on whatever, you know, that that could happen at any time. I would so, hope they would get that part figured out because I'm like yeah. you guys, if I'm paying if I'm you paying. for a subscription, <laughs> why do I have to actually do anything? Why did the phone not just show up? It's it should like just show you, up, you right? should have notified me your phone has been shipped and is on the way. That's that's really Absolutely. all I need if I'm paying a subscription. I'm not saying it is yeah, going to be sure that way. I, I was going to say, I'm not saying that's, that's going to be the case, be. but yeah, that's I how it should just, it, it should be like Christmas. Oh my God, my phone's here. I forgot all about that. Yeah, it, no, it, it, ha- it has no, been a year. That's Apple, right. Here go my phone. Apple that's how betting, it should be. You know, just like these subscription services, they're betting on you setting it up and then forgetting about it. And then you look up. And but then, I oh, I got to jump through some extra hoops to make sure I get the next phone, which will give them some leeway to get some other people who are on it. And then now you complaining because you can't yeah, get your phone. That ain't going to happen with no iPhones, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't going to forget that like you forgot nah. to cancel that Prime membership. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So let's let's get to our last story. So 
Do you guys remember way back in episodes five and we actually talked about Tesla and how black and brown employees are just being horribly treated uh, at multiple plants? You know, there's a California plant. I believe there's a plant in Tesla where stuff was going on. There was even uh, one uh, contractor, a uh, black guy, uh, was awarded one hundred and thirty seven million dollars for how he was being treated. And if you guys remember back, there were some reports that actually said that there were other. Uh, people who were, uh, thinking about, uh, suing as well. It was a different situation because they have some kind of collective bargaining if you're an actual employee. So they had to jump through some additional hoops. Well, at least a few of them have jumped through those hoops. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just, I'm, I'm reading through multiple articles of what is happening to some of these folks at, uh, you know, at, you know, at Tesla. And it's That's worse than it's, it is straight. That's what is For real? You know, what, what is going on here at this company? But it's like, I mean, it's just straight racism. The worst stuff you can think of is actually happening here. Yeah. So I'm curious as to, and you already said it, Rob, what makes, it seems like Tesla, this case, these cases with Tesla specifically is something out of the ordinary for a typical manufacturing plant. Am I wrong? In saying, I don't know, I've never worked in a car comp- manufacturing company. I've never worked on an assembly line. I've never worked at a, you know, a, a big distribution warehouse. I haven't worked those type of jobs. Um, but the way these stories are being reported, it seems like this is different. It or is it just like Tesla? It. Uh, there was one no of the union women versus the union. It's no a union. It. It's oh, the okay. union. part of it. Yeah. yeah. There was one of the women in this, in the one story talked about how she just was harassed beyond belief. And then they finally fired her without, she's saying without cause. But once she got to her new job where the union stepped in and dealt with it, she mm-hmm. hasn't had to be. So it's not like it doesn't happen because people, right. human nature is human nature, but the union tightens that mm-hmm. up real quick uh, when there is a union there to do that. And, uh, you know, I don't want to, you know, put this, you know, put it out there that, well, if you're a union job, there's no racism. That's not that's not the case. No, and parents, you weren't making yeah. that. But I do, I do want to say that. But there is a difference. It's like when you were in the union and you're paying them union dues, they tend to try their best to look out for you. So a lot of this stuff doesn't happen because, you know, and you know, we're, we're going to even talk about, you know, some, you know, some other companies are having some issues, but, you know, just for uh, Tesla, the stuff that they're doing, I mean, they literally, this California plant, they're running it like a plantation to the point right. to where they call it the plantation. The plant. And then sections of the plantation, they call the slave ship because they basically only have black folks there. And there's the worst, coldest, dirtiest or hottest part of the plant. That they just put all the black people in, and allegedly, let me put allegedly on allegations in a February 9th lawsuit filed by the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing on behalf of more than four thousand current and former black workers at the world's most valuable car company, the largest racial discrimination suit ever brought by the state um, by the number of workers affected. So, you know, 4,000 people can't be wrong. You know, some people may have jumped on a bandwagon um, just to try to get some money or whatever. But, you know, it, it sounds like it's some really, really egregious shit going down in Tesla plants. And it is crazy. And, and I think, you know, that's what you get when you don't allow a union. To exist. Right. But like I said, the, the stuff that is happening, you know, people just just casually just walking by being called the N word and referred to by management as, as the N word. 
that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. I'm like, what? I mean, they are wild. It is. It's crazy. And then just the, the 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 overlooking for promotions, the lack of raises. You know, it seems like they are literally being terminated without cause. Because in in all of these stories, there was a uh, we're referencing a, a piece in the L.A. Times, a, a very um, uh, involved sort of long form piece in the L.A. Times. And in all of the stories, the thing that 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 caught my attention the most was that you know HR did not have record of whatever it was they claimed they were firing that person for, mm-hmm. you know, they would, they would, they would fire them without warning or cause and then make up something after the fact. Well, well, you, you, you were reported for threatening another employee or, or your, your, your performance review didn't turn out satisfactory or, you know, that accident you had, you know, blow after the fact, but, but there's no record of, of any of that stuff. Um, you know, happening beforehand when it should, uh, so that you could be fired for cause. So, so Tesla, is, it sounds like, are not only you know creating this this incredibly hostile work environment, um, but they're keeping some shady human resource records, some shady HR records on top of that. And you would think, and I, well, if I was you know uh, running this plant, or if I was Elon Musk, and I'm watching what's happening with Starbucks and I'm watching what's happening with Uber. Try having to, you know, partner with ta- taxis and some of these Starbucks stores are trying to unionize mm-hmm. and I'm seeing Amazon. this <laughs> and Amazon trying to, I'm seeing this and I'm like, Hey, if the difference between me or the union coming into Tesla and me having to crack down on some of this crap, I'm a crack down on some of this crap just to keep the 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 they employees the happy so bay. they don't unionize. It just mm-hmm. seems like they're like, what you going to do about it? You know, and it's like, it seems care. like, right. He and told, it seems he told like the employees to, to get a thicker skin. Right, right. And he moved to Austin. Yeah. In Texas. Uh, moved to Texas. Where, you know. Mm-hmm. Where where it, it is it's just you know out in the open anyway so mm-hmm. yeah right. he don't care but yeah it's it's going to be yeah, interesting I mean. because like I said the the, the rub back in the story we talked about in episode five hundred thirty seven million dollars is what he was yeah, awarded that that set a very interesting precedent for all the mm-hmm. rest of this because they gave their brother a lot of money um yep. and now that the stories are really starting to the floodgates are and open people are starting to put faces to right. names and Tesla that was my whole reason for, to lose a lot of money behind this right, you right. Know? And that's and why so, i wanted to talk about the story because we did talk about it before but what people are doing now they're starting to come up and say all right Yes, like I, ain't I too. Yeah, and I don't blame yes. them. You you can't yep. have people working in conditions like that. Like, stop right. it. You know, I must yeah. do do better. Honestly, do better. Right. So here's another company that may need to do better. Um, a very, 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 very big tech company called. Google, um, civil rights attorney, Ben Crump, you guys all know Ben Crump. Um, he is mm-hmm. basically, if you have had some civil rights issues, he is kind of the guy he is the, he is the, the, this generation of that dude. Florida State graduate. Uh, I believe he went to Florida State. He was at fan. He was at, he was in Tallahassee the same time I was cause he and, uh, uh, Parks, Daryl Parks actually went to FAMU. Ben Crump went to Florida State and they used to like throw parties and stuff like this thing. Yeah. My little Florida connection. <laughs> Shout yes, out to Ben Crump. Mr. Benjamin <laughs> Crump. He is actually uh, filed a lawsuit against Google last week claiming that it is a pattern mm-hmm. of racial discrimination toward minority employees. And and essentially there was one primary. This is, uh, you know, the primary person listed here is April Curley, who I believe was a recruiter. Recruit, yeah. She was a recruiter specifically who was brought in to recruit and retain black talent 
at the, uh, you know, at, at Google. Basically, she was supposed to go and bring students right out of HBCUs into the organization. So I believe she was there for six and a half, close to seven years. And over mm-hmm. that time, she has brought over 500 employees in. More than um, 500. So, yeah, yeah, so, so, so well over 500, uh, you know, black students that she, she's actually uh, had coming in. But one of the things that she started to realize is that, you know what, why, why are they always making less or why are they always in these lesser roles? And she even looked at herself as like, you know, she came into an entry level role. However, she had five years of, of experience and a master's degree and is like finding this mm-hmm. out after the fact. So, uh, you know, basically what she did was she informed her management like, hey, here's a report that I'm about to put about, you know, put out about this stuff that I see happening. These things that you brought me here to try to fix. Right. This data. Uh, yeah. You <laughs> are an seat. angry black woman. You got to go. Listen, and I was so triggered by this because I think anybody that has worked in corporate America, you know, anybody black that has worked in corporate America has a story like this. Um, and, and, you know, especially as a black woman or trans lightly because of this, they Mm -hmm. hear, they hear the dog whistle about angry and aggressive and unfriendly and and, intimidating. it just brought up so much stuff. I I, I highlighted a, a, a particular passage she talked about. Um, after dedicating so much of my life to ensure black and brown students had access to opportunities in tech and at Google, after being restrained to an entry-level classification for six years, after being blocked for promotion because I, quote, Google had no budget to pay me, Google decided, right, that the right next step in my career was to unjustly terminate me. And that just wasn't because, you know, I've never been fired from, from a, from a, from a job or, or anything like that. But, you know, I can remember being when I was working in corporate America and wanting, just wanting to take training classes and, and being told, well, we don't really have the budget. You can do that on your own after hours if you really want to, but we don't have the, but, but then seeing whole cohorts of, of, of white employee coworkers going to classes and, you know, taking time off to go, to the computer to do that it, it, just seeing that and 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 just and specifically like I did a lot of work that ended up in reports that went to you know to the government and you know I was to get a, the, the context around like what these numbers actually mean and how they get implemented I remember all literally always asking can I just come to the meeting like, you know, I just want to travel to the the facility and come to the meeting so I can sit in the back and, and just hear how the numbers relate to the overall big picture of what we were doing um, and just was never allowed to go to like, oh, well, our tr- the travel budget's really tight right now. I'm like, it's a, it's a, it's a train ride. Like, are you, you're a billion dollar company. Are you really telling me you don't have enough money for one more train ticket? Like, come on. And like, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there and, and y'all, y'all can see that this still affects me to this day. <laughs> but it, it just like the, I, I, I just remember the work that I had to put in to generate those reports and those numbers and, and stuff like that. And, and to just, and, and like I said, I didn't want to be the one presenting it. I didn't necessarily need my name on the, on the, on the, PowerPoint or whatever. I just wanted to get the context of where the numbers go, how the data shakes out. And I can remember just being consistently denied that opportunity. And it was just like, why? You know what I mean? Like, why? Honestly, why? And, and seeing, you know, white men come in after me and then they all of a sudden are the mentee of, of my supervisor and they are going to the meetings every week. And it just, it just, this, this whole situation between the Tesla and this story just really, 
cemented, you know, my belief that my decision leaving corporate America was the right one. So I put a couple of bullet points in here that I just wanted to remind myself to uh, to talk about with this story. Um, and, and I'm I'm specifically talking about black and brown employees. And when you come in and you go through your HR handbook and HR is doing all that, they tell you um, when you come in that if you have any issues, HR is where you're supposed to go. And I'm here telling you, um, as someone who has worked as a hiring manager at some of the biggest software companies on earth, HR ain't necessarily where you want to go first if you look like us. Um, because you don't know that you can trust the process. I mean, you know, HR ultimately is human resources for the place you work. Um, right. if they don't have no like external advocates or things like that, um, you know, they may not be the best place to go because we, we have seen time and time again to where this thing is happening to me. I went to HR and now all of a sudden I got like all these bad, uh, you know, um, you know, reviews, reviews that I ain't ever signed or ever seen. And I'm terminated on these three things, you know, about these things that were said about me. You know, well, I never signed that review. I, n- I never saw that review. That thing never happened to me. Why do people go through that? Because that kind of stuff happens. It doesn't happen to everybody every time. No, but it happens enough that you just need to be careful with that kind of stuff. So a lot of times you have to, if your organization is big enough and you have, you can find an ally and they don't have to necessarily look like you, but you know, somebody who is down with you and, you know, and likes you and this and that and the other, like, Hey, I'm having this kind of issue. What should I do? It's like, I know I'm probably supposed to go to HR, but it's like, I just need somebody else to know before I go to HR and it's out of my hands at that point. And, you know, you, you may have to do those things, but because those are things that people who look like us have to go through, a lot of times we just say, you know what, let me just keep code switching until I can find another gig and I'm up out of this job. Right. You don't even, you you just, just let me go somewhere else and start over because at least Mm -hmm. I won't be upset day one at the new joint. Um, and that's what they're banking on. They're banking on us not wanting to go through the effort. They're banking on uh, you trying and they shut you down for whatever logical or illogical reason. And they expect that just to be the end of it. And then it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because if you get fed up and you go to Ben Crump and you go to the tech journalists and you put all this stuff out there, guess what you're doing now? You're making it harder for the next person to come behind you to do this because now everybody's on uh, pins and needles and everything is all weird and it's that much harder for the person behind you to raise these things. And now, again, all these things happen. So it's almost like it's a vicious fact. And the fact that we have to even go through that should be telling in and of itself. You know, I think people, you know, with the whole racist thing, it's like, they really don't want to they don't want to classify anything as racist until in this case, for example, Google comes out and says, yeah, we don't like black people all that much. And then people will be like, oh, well, they said it then. OK, so now I understand why you're all upset and why the why you have these grievances. But if Google doesn't come out and say, hey, we're not we're, we're racist. It's like nobody wants to believe these stories like Stephanie told, like, you know, these stories that are coming up in a Tesla and at Google with uh, what's the lady's name again? Her name is uh, April, uh, April Curley. April Curley. Mm-hmm. You know, people want to read and be like, "Oh, she's exaggerating," or right. the the journalist yeah. or the pro the 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 newspaper or whatever just wants a good story because talking about race is the cool thing now. You know, they want to explain everything away because it doesn't specifically say Google somewhere 
was videotaped on camera saying, yeah, we're a racist company and you ain't never going to get up to this level because we don't like black people like that. If they don't say that, you never, you, you, nobody's ever going to uh, uh, agree or assume that that's the case. So, you know, we, we've talked about this before when it comes to just like profiling and when it comes to just some things when it comes to criminal justice, we have to deal with. And it's like, oh, because now you see it on video, you kind of maybe a little bit believe it. But it's like sometimes, you know, folks, if, if you really you are an just ally, take just take it. take people's word for it. And I will give you one example. So I'm not going to say the name of this company. This is years ago, but I had a situation um, or at least I was privy. I, I saw a situation where a black woman who had a gorgeous blowout fro came to work one day. Um, older white woman, probably I would say 62, 63 years old. This was probably a 35 to 40 year old black woman, 60 something year old woman. And this is back in the late nineties. So it ain't, you know, it's, it's a little different pre crown. She is just all kind of touching her hair and she first, no, 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 don't, don't touch my hair. You know, you, um, you know, you, you you can't do that. Right. Don't, don't touch my hair. Um, and then moved away. The woman went and did it again. And she smacked her hand away. So now the woman who had her hand smacked away, do you know, she went and launched a, uh, HR complaint against her and, and, and saying that she was, that she was like fighting and this and that and the other. And if it weren't for the fact that there were other people who actually said, like, she not, not only did she touch her hair without being given explicit permission, which, uh, you know, Stephanie, you can tell us better than I can tell, uh, you know, the people, but that really ain't going to ever happen. I'm just um, saying. um, if you're not given explicit permission to do it, but then after you're told, no, don't touch my hair to go back and do it again. Right. And then that point, that's, a, that's assault. Yeah. At that point. Now, it wasn't you like a mean, fight, but it was like, herself. you know, she went, she's like, but it's just so beautiful. And when she went to go reach in, she's just not just like, no, I told you, don't touch my hair. And so now she's labeled with, you know, she's belligerent and she's the angry, angry black woman. And it's like, aggressive. no, she was being physically assaulted by, uh, you know, by, by what everybody probably thought was a little old, nice little white lady and who, who wouldn't hurt a fly. And it's like, no, but she told you what she, you know, she told you not to touch right. your hair and then you go and do it again. She smacks your hand away because she, the thing she told you not to do, you're still trying to do. And now somehow she is the one who was the bad person in that. And like I said, I was just I was so glad that there were just some other folks there who were actual allies that said, no, she was told um, at least once not to touch your hair. That smack didn't come until after she was told not to do it. But that That's is right. like that is a real thing for that people who look like Stephanie. That happens all reality. the time. So you have to go ahead. I was going to say, was so if, you, if, you, if you're in this situation and you don't have any backup, you don't have any video evidence. There is nobody who's an ally who's going to side with you. It may just be easier for you to just suck it up. And I got to go somewhere else I can, because, you know, you, let because, me keep quiet and yeah, get this check exactly. until, I can, until I can move on or, or whatever. Yeah, because that's the other thing. Why did why did you take it? Why didn't you go to HR? Why did you just accept? It? I'm like, because. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I'm glad you said that. I left this part out. The woman who did it was an HR. Was she? <laughs> See, and, and then so, and then ultimately, and then you know, I'll let it, I'll let it die. Um, just having all that in your mind, and then going to work, adds extra stress on right. people because you may not ever have, I may not have any of these things ever happen to me, right? But the fact that I know these things exist, 
The right. fact that I know HR may not be my best avenue, knowing that or having the thought that some of my colleagues may rise faster than me and we're doing the same if I'm not doing more work. All that has an effect on you on a daily, day by day. It's a, it's a cumul- cumulative effect. So it adds up, it grows, it, it piles on top of each other every single day. You add that to just the daily stresses of, of normal life. Of the actual living. work. Yeah, the work and, and, and the work. It, mm-hmm. it, it really, it re- like people really don't understand. People really don't understand and they don't give enough uh, credence to mm-hmm. you know what people of color go through in the workplace. And, and they, But they, they, they always see the end result to where you smack the lady's hand and touch your hair. Not, right. It wasn't just right. the hair. It was all the other things yeah. that right. added up to that. And then you, you th- then the lady just at the boiling point and then everybody says, oh, well, she didn't mean anything by it. No, there's extra yeah. stuff that goes into it. And the fact that Did we, we just have a full circle moment back to Will Smith. Hey, I wasn't going to say it. I thought about it. I thought about it, but I wasn't going to say that. I, I, I think that's a good place to, 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 to call it a day. I think we might. We open that can of worms back up. <laughs> so that is, we, we have been gone a long time on a lot of different subjects today, y'all. So we, we, we aren't doing a spotlight this week. Tune in next week. We will definitely have a good one. Um, we already have it written up for you. But since we are at the end of the show, before we end the show, we always like to shout out our new patrons. So if you want to support the Tech John, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash the Tech John. That is the Tech J A W N. And you can sign up to multiple tiers over there. And most recently, we have Olivia Peters, who is actually helping hold us down so that we can do what we do and bring the technology to you from our points of view i didn't mean to do all that rhyming right there that was just an accident Mm -hmm. don't 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 don't, no that was not bars it probably is actually horrible (laughs) but um you know but like so we we love to shout out um our uh you know our patrons and i actually had a couple of people ask hey what can we do you know I'm, i'm a patron what can we do to support the show tell your friend i always say to people on twitter and in our patreon and discord and stuff like that when they you know when they have something to say tell your people about us that you know the, the best thing you can do to help support the tech john so that we growing in more listeners are listening to us more watchers are viewing us is just to tell somebody about what it is that we do because chances are if you like it you probably know somebody else who likes it as well so uh, with that uh, stephanie i'm going to let you go ahead and tell the folks how they can get to you you can follow me all around the web at Tech Life Steph or check out my website at tilldeathyoutweet.com. And you can find me uh, somewhere in West Philadelphia, born and raised. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I had to leave because I got in one little fight and my mom got scared. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, yeah, you can find me on the internets at Brother Tech, B R O T H A. T-E-C-H, uh, in addition to uh, finding me at Brother Tech, in addition to finding me on the Tech John, I host another podcast with my uh, co-host, Nika Moffer, where we talk all things Apple and then some at the Snob OS cast. And I am at Rob Dunwood on all the things. And also we are at the Tech John on all the things. So come check us out there. And once again, tell your people about us. Tell a friend. So, folks, that is our show. Like I said, we went a little long this week, but it was a good conversation. It was it was, it was mm-hmm. a good conversation. I had I enjoyed myself. So, we until we meet again, until we meet again next week, peace.
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 